Hello, welcome back to Read a Couple Books. I'm P. And I'm Kel. This week we'll be talking about In a Dark Dark Wood by Ruth Ware. Before we dive in, I'd like to ask you guys to check out our Instagram and our now recently made TikTok at Read a Couple Books. We have some nice fun content on there. We talk about books that we're currently reading and other future books we're thinking about um, adding to our list to read and it's the best way to stay updated with us and our podcast and what else is going to be going on yes that's true and i would also like to just say thank you to everybody who listened to our first episode uh that aired two weeks ago uh we've gotten a few listens or quite a few listens i should say uh, which is great and i hope you guys continue to listen and share it and just let you know everyone know about it uh because it really helps and you know we're having fun with it and we're going to continue to uh, keep making episodes and reading and uh, posting on our pages so just thank you for that really appreciate it yes and just to recap um like our schedule so we would be selecting a book um for like this week it's in a dark dark wood and now for the next one it would be it's so the schedule is basically every other week so it gives us enough time to read the book and hopefully for anyone else's audience, like our audience, for anyone else who wants to read the book and follow along through our posts on Instagram and also anyone who wants to listen on the podcast and, you know, see if you agree with us, what we thought of the book. And obviously everyone is welcome to join in on the discussion on any of our social media platforms, which would be very welcome. Yes. So I guess without further ado, we can start talking about the book itself, right? Yes. Before we start, just like to issue a trigger warning. This book does discuss um, suicide, abortion, murder, things of that nature. So if anyone is sensitive to those topics or feel as if they are not comfortable listening or talking about them, uh, we would like to advise you before um, we actually start discussing the book what, what we'll be talking about. Yes, and also, I guess, uh, same thing like last week, spoiler alert, we're going to go into detail about the whole thing, characters, plot, everything, so uh, I guess let's just get started. Pete, yes. what did you think about the book? So, the book was okay. I had higher expectations, as I've heard great things about Ruth Ware. Um, she's usually a bestseller, um, and I just, I, I just had high expectations. Overall, I would say the book was okay. It didn't hit all the marks. I think I had my expectations set too high, mm-hmm. especially because um, I feel like this book was advertised as almost a thriller horror, but to me, it came across as basically just a mystery novel. Right. What about you? What do you? What did you think of it overall? Yeah, so um, I've never read anything from Ruth Ware. This is my first one. Um, I was unfamiliar with the book. Like, I've heard of the title. I knew nothing about it, but uh, I had just assumed basically it was a thriller. <clears throat> um. But regardless of what the genre is, um, I just, it was okay also. I'm on the same page as you. Um, it kept me interested throughout, but unfortunately, I think it missed, like you said, a lot of marks. And there was quite a few, like, illogical things that kind of happened in the book that were a little too big for me to kind of just glance over, which kind of caused uh, me to kind of fall out of the story a lot. Right. I um, understand where yeah. you're coming from. I think the beginning of this book started out very slow and I thought it was going to be almost like a slow burn thriller, but I think it was slow to the point where I wasn't seeing much character development or anything. It was more of just a lot of background, but it wasn't really adding anything to the plot for me. Yeah. um, 
definitely the first half of the book for me, uh, which is interesting because uh, I would say it's overall a, a relatively quick read, but that first half was almost a little rough for me to get through. I, I, um, I felt like, like you said, nothing much was happening. Um, it was a lot of discussion about sort of incidental or situational things. And all that time spent instead should have gone, I think, a little more into the characterization of Lenora and I guess the other characters in the house. But I will say that the way that uh, Ruth Ware establishes the uh, atmosphere is very well done. Uh, I feel like there's a, a strong presence with the house and the you know and them inhabiting it. Uh, you definitely feel like the certain kind of like creepy energy to it. Uh, so I did appreciate that. So that was well done. But then everything else, it's almost like for the most part throughout the entire novel, we're almost really just dealing with um, surface level characters where we get tidbits that don't really contribute much to the way that they are. And for yes. that reason, I did not have a favorite character really. Um, but what about you? Yeah, I agree with uh, most of the points you made there. I think Nora, oh, not Nora, Ruth Ware. Well, I guess Nora is actually also a writer in this novel. So That's she true, kind yeah. of, she was, I guess we'll dive into that later on. But um, Ruth Ware, she, she is a strong writer, I would say. Um, I think she developed the environment really well. The setting was really gripping. Mm -hmm. But that's why I think I was set up for like a horror thriller type novel but instead it kind of produced this mystery so that's where I kind of got confused because it's this great setting that she picked and um, developed and this environment that she has this world basically that she created it's deep into the woods there's no presence of people around really it's miles away it right. gets extremely dark it's basically as the book describes a glass house anyone can peer in and you can't really see out so it's a very scary environment, but for the events that unfold, it just falls short. In terms of characters, um, I would say Nina was my favorite. I think she was witty, sarcastic, funny, but then again, we only really get a glimpse of her in this novel. It's mm -hmm. just her as a side character and what she adds to, I guess, the main plot, which is in reference to Claire and Nora, or Lee. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with uh, most of what you said as well. Um, I think for the most part, uh, Lenora as a main character, unfortunately to me, she came across as a little bit annoying. And uh, I guess, you know, we're going to reach the point now where we're going to discuss the spoiler regarding, like, the, the whole setup is based around her and James and their, I guess, feud or falling out, essentially, that's kind of kept under wraps till toward the end. So, uh, you know, it raises this question. They were, they didn't speak for 10 years. They broke up and they never spoke again. And that's like a central point of like the whole, of the, all the events that transpire. And I just felt like the motivation didn't feel realistic. Uh, what happened was uh, not necessarily, necessarily predictable, but it threw me off because I'm like, how are you going to just fall off the radar for 10 years? And then these are the events that transpire. It seemed like a big leap. Uh, what did you think? I have to agree. I mean, if we're going back from the beginning of the novel, we're presented with this email that Nora re receives out of the blue from Claire after many years of no contact, and she's asking her to attend her bachelorette party, I guess in England they call it a hen. So it's just, it doesn't make sense why she would even attend in the first place. 
for me because if you haven't talked to someone for that long and you really didn't end on necessarily good terms not bad terms was kind of just in the middle and you didn't right. nobody reached out and the fact that she didn't even invite her to her wedding it just it's just red flags all around right, I'm just exactly. surprised that why anyone would even attend in the first place and then circling into I guess further on where the plot develops and I guess they're all interacting and it's just a strange group of people who yeah, have is, compiled yeah. together right. but I guess that's what Claire essentially wanted to set up I guess her perfect murder for James right um, I agree I mean I enjoyed the interactions between the characters uh, granted at points it did seem kind of like it was meandering we really weren't getting a lot that was going on I mean essentially for the first half of the novel all that really happens is everyone comes to the house and then they go shooting clay pigeons that's really the first uh, half well, of the novel it's not even that it's just it was just reading about a typical bachelorette party people are getting drunk you know that too partying yeah, yeah. right and then even the conversations that they were having were almost just hostile kind of rude especially for people who don't know each other like I understand some of them went to college together and then it was I don't know it, the setup was just kind of bizarre yeah I mean I understand that um, Ruth Ware was I guess building tension right you have like this group of people who kind of have like each one of them has almost like um, beef with each other in a way but it felt a little ham-fisted and because of the way that they talked to each other the friendships almost didn't seem genuine because they were really like hostile to each other which was kind of off-putting at points and it just made me wonder how were they friends in the first place if they were so like you know rude to each other yes exactly and I also now that I think about it um the character Melody her place Mm. in the novel was completely unnecessary I mean, she offered really no sort of real value yeah. because she up and left abruptly, which I understand in the circumstances of the novel. She's a new mom. It's her first time leaving, which is totally understandable for her to up and leave. But I didn't understand why we needed her presence in the first place because she really honestly didn't add much, even in the time that she was present. So it seemed like she was just kind of an unnecessary character to, yeah, be, to you know- be present now that you bring that up yeah I, I almost even forgot about her because she nothing I guess she's more of a plot device and even then barely a plot device she's there to I guess establish the fact that there is like no reception in the house which I feel like could have just been a throwaway line uh, from any other character anyway which they kind of make a point of repeating over and over again I think once maybe even twice would have been sufficient but they keep saying it over and over and yeah like you said she kind of just disappears after that and Maybe to some degree that was meant to throw the reader off. So like when the events do take place, maybe you think, oh, maybe Melanie was in on it too. But I feel like there there was one sentence, I believe, after, you know, James gets shot or whatever, um, where they say like, oh, could it have been Melanie? No, da da da, something like that. And right. it was just shot off right away. They just forget about it because she, like you said, essentially irrelevant to the whole story. I think she was just so established as like, a mom like her and her bond between her baby and her husband and you know the fact that she desperately needed to leave the situation to get back home Mm -hmm. she didn't even cross my mind as someone who would be involved in this to me it was just she she was up and left she just didn't want to deal with this anymore she was bored she couldn't handle being away anymore 
and she just left and I didn't really think about her after that which is why I think she was a completely useless character to include in this novel I think her character or the existence of her character is indicative of the issues that I have with especially that first half it's like like I said before just all that time spent and nothing much out of it you get some build up a little bit a bit of atmosphere but uh, nothing really happens uh, which is what kind of made it drag but I will say that the second half was definitely more interesting when the incident does occur with James where he gets shot you know I was interested in it but granted uh, it did seem pretty contrived just kind of having everyone uh, at all these different places at the same time and then the way that the events transpired um, I was talking to you before we started recording this I almost said and it's not a good thing but it reminded me a little bit of like a Scooby-Doo thing where I imagine the whole gang kind of just like huddled together coming down the stairs when they heard the noises and stuff right before James was shot and it just was kind of you know bizarre I don't know because the way that they were reacting to things a lot of times didn't feel like logical didn't feel like something that would happen or like uh, that any normal person would actually do do you get what I'm saying exactly no I agree completely because I think the way that this book was presented and described and the environment that was created it just seemed like it would be scary it would be a horror it would be like it would be something that keeps you on the edge of your seat and you're like what's going to happen next for me this novel didn't do nearly anything like that it was just to me a story about this group of friends who kind of got stranded in a cabin no service whatever and they kind of try to make the best out of the situation and then to me i feel like the the, after they played the ouija board and the murder like came up i I just knew it was claire and she was gonna be calling james to kill him because of either her jealousy for nora and the relationship they had or just her inability to handle not being the center of attention all the time like it i I don't know that's what i kind of got from that right and i think every person present was a pawn i think her revenge was targeted at nora and if it wasn't Nora, it would have been Flo. It just, she was right. just, she would have done it anyway. It just happened to be that, like, everything worked out in this circumstance and situation. Right. No, I know exactly what you're saying. We were discussing this also before we recorded. It was, like, the way that the whole thing plays out, it's contrived in the sense that, like, it could only play out in this way. The, the Every single thing kind of happens at a convenient point that just progresses the story when it needs to, which was kind of unfortunate. Especially, this is something that's felt, I think, more toward the second half of the book, where uh, Lenora's in the hospital and she's trying to remember things. That really just feels kind of forced, where basically half of the second part of the book is her just talking to herself kind of in her head, like, oh, I've got to remember this, I've got to remember this. And then once she does, is just when we need to know it, if that makes any sense. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, and situations like what she had, like, memory loss after a traumatic accident like that is absolutely a real thing. I'm not saying that it's not, but I'm saying the way that it was written was just a little too like immature almost. It was very convenient, you know? Yeah. Everything happened when it needed to. It's just like the reader I think would just know at that point like what's going to happen. I think the second she entered Claire's hospital room and she left and she said, Claire, I'm going to find out who did this obviously Claire was awake she was 
conscious she was faking her her extent of being injured and ill mm-hmm. um if things weren't going to plan i think the one thing that maybe claire didn't expect was to have nora like crash the car i think mm-hmm. she thought that james would have died from the bullet that didn't happen so that that's why claire was driving to get him killed on the drive but i think she thought maybe she could take down two birds with one stone and maybe kill right. nora too right I, I don't really know where she was going with that but i guess it worked out in the sense that claire was just going to try to pin this murder on her now well i do give you credit because you called it like i think less than halfway through the novel you said it's claire isn't it for me i didn't i really did not know till the like you know till the very end uh, I was unsure of it. Granted, the reveal, I thought, so much buildup for something that felt very convoluted. Um, her Claire's motivation for this whole thing, like you were saying before, just, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Why so much work into something that after so long, um, it, se- it seemed very juvenile. Uh, I said to you earlier, too, that I, I felt like Lenora and uh, Claire almost felt like high schoolers that were kind of like stuck in a feud. And somehow it escalated to, to murder. And James in this, I guess, uh, sort of innocent. I mean, he didn't technically do anything like criminal, right? Yes. But correct. for what plays out, I, I just don't feel like, like you said, there was all this buildup and then this thing happens and then it's Claire and um, and then that's it. It's over. Uh, yes. Not a lot of like, I don't it know. It seems like Claire essentially controlled everything to a point where she was kind of in charge of where James and Nora's relationship was back when they were 16 and then the fact that her own relationship with him was now spiraling out of control was something that she needed to get control over which is why I think she obviously invited Nora and set this whole thing up so that she couldn't murder James and get away with it or I guess now this was her new plan to pin it on Nora but I think the book just lacked that that finesse that you know where you're like oh yeah, my god exactly. that reveal it's just like it just wasn't yeah. hitting the marks it yeah i mean it was too... it was very very expositional at the yes. end it was just like i did this because of this and i'm like really that was it huh that, that just doesn't make a lot of sense like i uh, because of the lack of character development i was not very emotionally connected it did not make my jaw drop it wasn't like you said a big reveal it kind of was just they were sitting across from each other having tea which in and of itself, I don't understand why when they were in the house together and Lenora knew that uh, the person who was in the, in the house was the murderer, uh, the murderer, why she would intentionally take a drink from Claire and then it turned out to be spiked anyway with a drug. I, I just don't understand why she would do that. That's a pet That's a pet peeve, but also a nitpick because it's something that's so small, but it was such a, a, a I don't know, a logical thing to do. Why would you share a drink with the person who killed the guy don't you think that they're gonna kill you too you know what i mean exactly and the fact that she is a crime novelist Mm -hmm. i was like girl what are you doing that just makes (laughs) no sense like if you were writing the plot of this book would you have taken that drink no you wouldn't have so yeah i think again i think ruth ware is a good writer i think she has strong aspects in her writing such as developing a scene and creating right. an environment right but where 
it fell through for me was the plot. I just think the plot wasn't strong. There was really no correlation between a lot of things. It was just a lot of unnecessary information. And a lot of the book essentially was just filler. There wasn't much to it where I was like, where, where a thriller is supposed to kind of give you clues here and there, keep you on the edge of your seat. This book didn't do that for me. It kind of just gave me a lot of information, a lot of unnecessary information. But then again, it didn't like sway me from like who committed the murder and what happened. It was kind of just random information that I didn't really need or it didn't add anything to the novel really. Right. No, I I agree 100% with you. Um, It was, it meandered a lot. That's uh, one way to put it. I think uh, a lot about nothing. Uh, And the story can basically be summed up if you take all the plot points. First half of the book, they go to a house inciting incident James gets shot and then Claire is the killer and that's it not a lot happens you know I guess like you said it's that build up but it really isn't there you don't strike that mm, there's no uh, strong emotional connection really to anybody and then coupled with that weak motivation between Claire and Lenora and James it just it's very contrived and it's unfortunate because I wanted to really like this book granted while we have been talking about this book, like, I guess very negatively, I won't say I did not hate it. I actually enjoyed it. I liked it. But I will say that it felt weak. As opposed to, let's say, if we reference back to our last episode, that book that we talked about, uh, not necessarily the same, I guess, when you look at it. That one was technically a thriller. The pacing was similar in the sense that it jumped back and forth between past, present. But that book did it uh, much better pace felt brisk but you understood what was going on you understood the motivations of everybody and compared to this this felt just like just forced and not hard to follow it was very simple there's almost no story there in a way that right it drags in that respect exactly I mean, was there anything else that you thought um the one point i would probably want to discuss a little bit further would be this whole aspect of flow I just Mm. think she was thrown in the book, but she's presented as this, like, crazed, obsessed person who's just almost infatuated and in love with Claire, but we don't Mm. get any information regarding what their relationship is and what exactly made her so attached to Claire. So I feel like if I had more clarity on that, I would appreciate it more. And then I just don't understand the, the whole... Just the relationship between them. Between them. Yeah. I guess for me, where I would think of this as, why did Claire put up with someone like Flo for so long? If she wanted to kill James, why didn't she just use, um, I'm blanking on her name now. Why didn't she just use Flo as her as her scapegoat? I mean, she could have presented right. her as a crazed, psychotic person who just couldn't lose James, like she couldn't lose Claire to James and stuff right. like that. I just, I just don't understand what, what exactly well, would have happened to create this intense bond between them, and for Claire to put up with it for so long, as she was presented by Nora as this kind of selfish and rude and manipulative mm-hmm. mean person. Right, right. Well, I think not to go on a too far of a tangent, but that brings back the question of um, Claire's motivation and her whole plan to murder James. I guess. 
it falls apart because it's so convoluted. Like her own plan falls apart, right? And she gets caught, right? If she really wanted to kill James, just kill James, right? But she had to include uh, Lenora into this to make this a whole revenge thing. That was just too excessive. It could have been an easy murder. And who knows? Maybe she would have gone away with it. I mean, she's established as like a really good actor who always, you know, you never know when she stops acting. Which I think that was an interesting element. I think most of them were actors, right? The whole group of uh, friends. So yeah, I think, I think mm-hmm. essentially what it boils down to for me is that this book just could have been, could have had a stronger plot. I think. Yeah. If it was written a little bit with more thriller aspects rather than like a mystery, it would have hit more marks for me because it just simply didn't strike me as like a horror thriller it wasn't sinister to me granted claire is a bad person from her childhood which should have been examined from since when she was a child she was extremely manipulative kind of scary like why has she been allowed to do things like this right and how hasn't she been caught i understand she's charismatic and charming and things like that but it just doesn't make sense yeah, I mean, a whole life, some of that, uh, you'd think someone would pick up on it and, and, and call her out on it. So that, that got me for it as well. But going back to Flo, um, yeah, I agree with you. Flo threw me off too, because she's really out there. Um, she really is displayed as like like a caricature of a crazy person. Um, you don't really know much about her. And then that exactly. relationship, like you said, uh, with Claire, what is she getting out of it? Um, I don't know if it's meant to be intentionally vague, but I, you know, referencing back to what we read last time, there there are things that are kept purposely vague, but can be useful in that sense that it keeps you thinking like, oh, what could this be? What could that be? But for this book, those things kind of just felt like they weren't thought about. There was no, there were afterthoughts basically, and the author kind of glossed over them and expected you to, to just take it for like face value, just for what it is, you know? Right. I think if I had to sum up this book in a couple of words, it would be. A lot of loose ends that were just never tied up. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, a lot of build up for nothing. That's right. what I would say. A lot of build up for nothing. Uh, What's your overall rating for this book? So out of five, I would give it a three. I was deliberating a lot while I was reading it. I'm like, okay, I started at a four, which is pretty high looking back now. And then it went down to a 3.5. I'm like, mm. But by the time I finished it, I couldn't look past the plot holes just the illogical decisions and just the poor characters i would say i just a three a three i i liked it i sound like i hate it i liked it i did like it what about you yeah i would also give it a three i think see for me i guess the development of the environment the development of just the setting and me being really able to picture everything that's why i'm giving it a three um for some of the characters also i think tom was a great character nina was a great character there were some aspects of nora which i liked mm-hmm. and i guess even with flo and claire we had some glimpses into their certain like mentalities i guess to a certain degree but overall i would give it a three i think it missed a lot of marks i would definitely not say this is a thriller not a horror i would classify this as a as a mystery it's well written for a mystery, I would say, but it's it's a bit much, a bit of a stretch to say this is like a, a solid, hardcore thriller novel that will keep you on the edge of your seat. I agree. Um, even for the elements that it does achieve, it's very minimal. Um, 
as a mystery. Just the whole thing that comes together is too weak uh, to stand on its own. Uh, yes. But I would, I would still, you know, I would give it a read. Uh, don't let our opinion dissuade you. I mean, if, you, if you've read it and you've enjoyed it, that's great. You know, uh, we just so happen to not very much uh, enjoy it as much. But yeah. um, far that's from, why a, from everyone a has their different perspectives, and that's why it makes everyone's own perspective unique. And I'm always interested to hear what you guys think about what we're reading and your opinions. So be sure to comment down on our Instagram post about this book and let us know if if you agree with us, don't agree with us, what you liked, what you didn't like, and just things like that. Uh, before yeah. we end our podcast for this time, we want to announce our next book, which is Black Buck by Matteo Ascaripor. It's his debut novel. It's groundbreaking, new work. Um, I have started reading it. I'm enjoying it. And we are actually hosting a giveaway for this book on our Instagram so be sure to check it out I can explain the rules here on here briefly so you just have to like our post follow the account tag two friends in the comments and this giveaway is going to be open to all USA residents 18 and over and we're going to be picking a winner um, on February 1st so be sure to check it out and hopefully you win and good luck with that yes um, thank you for listening to our second episode uh, we enjoyed doing it we enjoyed reading enjoy talking about you know what we read and you know we'll have our next episode posted uh the following week not this coming week but the week after yes so that'll be be up on february 8th so be Mm -hmm. sure to stay tuned for that follow along with us on our tiktok and our instagram at read a couple books and until then stay safe stay healthy and be sure to read a couple books bye-bye